welcome to this conscious life. In this world where we are relentlessly plugged in, yet increasingly disconnected, forever doing, yet so rarely just being, overwhelmed with unending information, yet still longing for the truth, it's time to come up for air. Here we create space for you to breathe, to reflect, to feel, to recall who you are when you are not doing, chasing, wanting, who you are when you allow yourself to trust, surrender, feel and flow. Our regular gentle reflections which focus intuitively on all that is happening in nature around us month by month, offer breathing space in the busiest day, space to nourish and nurture, rest and restore, just as nature intended. The Clearing How to feel your way into a more natural, more gentle and more aligned way of living. I woke in early spring of this year with six words in my head, clear as day. We'll meet you at the clearing. They were just singing through my head on a loop. We'll meet you at the clearing. I didn't know what they meant or why they had come into my mind, but I trusted that it would make sense eventually. We'd just received the first bound copy of our book, Sattva, which is all about truthful, conscious living. And we're about to relaunch our blog as well. This Conscious Life is the name of our blog as well as this podcast. It sounds like an inordinately busy time when I sort of list what was going on, but in actual fact, it was really quite the opposite. Lots of new shoots were sort of rising to the surface and making themselves known. But at the same time, there were many old roots that were being removed from the soil too. A sense of sort of raking up and tilling and clearing and making room for new growth. I'd left, uh, yeah, I did, it was spring. I'd left my longest term job to date um, as well being director of Psychology's magazine and I'd also pulled back a lot on the brand consultancy work I do. Our book had been birthed and actually the writing process had been almost painless which I realise is so rare. It just felt really joyous and as though there was this fallow fertile field at my feet what would I do with it I remembered wondering that I remember asking myself what will I do now what do I do where do I go I didn't have the answers the first thing to rise up the first feeling was a sense that the old ways of doing things were no longer my ways You know, I looked down my list of things. What did I do, I wondered. You know, now that I was no longer an editor, my work as an author was put to bed. 
for a while at least. And my hands started tingling that spring. They often tingle to sort of remind me that they need to be used in other ways. In ways other than typing and editing and, you know, emailing and posting to social media. I had trained as a facial therapist back in 2012. And those years of practicing were some of my happiest. I felt very calm, very centered and full of ease during that period. I always knew that I would return to that work, to my facial therapies. In all honesty, I'd known it for years. But I also felt that it wasn't something I wanted to do full time. I'm not even now truly sure if I want to do anything full time. <laughs> there's, I don't know, there's a feeling with how, how I try to work now that each day should have its own flow, that not every day should be pre-allocated or that not everything should involve a signature on a dotted line, that there needs to be enough breathing space and freedom and movement around everything we choose to do to allow us to not do it, should we not want to, should we feel that we need more time or more space. And I think that's all part of what I've been learning on this path of mine these past 10 years. It's a continual breaking down of those urges that drive me to do all of the time and a continual surrendering and a more, a more deeply accepting ability to just surrender to a whole lot more being, a lot more feeling and a lot more trusting. You know, even here with this, with this podcast, which began with a pre-planned idea of kind of having different series and distinct episodes and alternating between interviews and solo episodes and um, how I would sort of share things on social media in a pretty orderly fashion. <laughs> you know, all of that very quickly evolved into something that bore no resemblance to the plan that's been a lot more fluid and flowing and what this podcast has become really is just a series of seasonal reflections and each episode has just felt very naturally rooted in in what's happening around us in the natural world just rooted in nature and that means that it shifts all the time because the energies in the world around us shift all the time. I think it's really important to be able to let things go. You know, even if you have put so much effort into them, even if you have forced so hard to get there, even if you have sacrificed so much and you've planned everything down to the absolute minutiae, I still think it's healthy for us to be able to feel our way through things rather than continually think or sort of problem solve our way out of them. You know, with this podcast, which I absolutely love recording, but I can only ever record it when I wake in the morning, it's clear as crystal that I'm going to do it. I know precisely what I want to say. It's normally been a culmination of a couple of weeks worth of 
reflection of reading of of kind of shifts at home of seasonal energetic shifts and it really pours out actually and it's a joy it's an absolute joy but what it isn't is reliable (laughs) and I really started to question myself I wondered why I could not reliably produce an episode each week or why, you know, once I'd discussed it with with my wonderful podcast editor, why I couldn't even stick to a fortnightly offering, why it wouldn't come. And I know why. Perhaps I don't know why. I feel why. I just didn't understand it. My mind was continually problem solving and planning and diarising and plotting and I send my podcast editor Kim these really long messages which are like oh I've had a really good thing about it I know exactly what I'm going to do and I've planned a day to do it which would be like the following week and I'm going to sit down and record three episodes and you know really thinking that I could get ahead with stuff and really make it happen and it absolutely never did just didn't happen it's not how my life flows, it's not how I work, it's not how I create. And even though each episode I've recorded up until this point has only ever happened when it could happen, when I've been ready to make it happen, they have been released at all manner of different times, there hasn't been real regularity to them. I like releasing them on a Monday because for me a Monday is a day when I've felt most unsure, um, a little bit lost at times, as though I couldn't quite get the wind enough in my sails to sail into the week. I actually wanted to go back to bed. Monday felt right again, but I couldn't stick to a schedule and I couldn't stick to a plan. And it wasn't until I stepped back and I really cleared some space and I took I took a really kind of decent rest away from technology for a time and I just removed all of my creative processes from any sort of rigid framework that I realised what this podcast was really, truly, ultimately meant to be, what its purpose was and why I felt drawn to create it in the first place. And it's really just about feeling, to give myself and anyone listening, just complete freedom and permission to feel their way through their lives a lot more than perhaps any of us have been doing. To just do away with all of those paths that have gone before. You know, you might have a podcast or you might want to record a podcast and there are so many excellent podcasts out there. Sometimes I just suffer from complete podcast overwhelm where I will download 50 episodes that I really, really eagerly want to listen to and then of course never get around to hearing them all and I'm left feeling deflated and frustrated. I think I was primarily drawn to podcasts because, at the beginning at least, because I really wanted to learn I wanted to learn from the experts, learn from their insights and learn how they make their way through the world. I wanted to learn about nature and herbs and medicine and astrology and shamanism and 
the Akashic Records and more about Ayurveda and womb wisdom and then everything about botany and gardening and permaculture. But, you know, I started to feel like, yeah, like <laughs> that computer graphic, like like Pac-Man sort of chomping. And that's what my brain felt like. That I was just chomping, chomp, chomp, chomp through these lists of information and all of these ideas and all of these voices as though I was sort of, that need was actually quite insatiable. Yes, I'm really hungry to learn and it's in my nature to want to learn. I feel like I'll, you know, I've always been a student and I'll be a student until the day I die, I hope. But, you know, just voraciously taking things in all the time, perhaps not having enough time to assimilate any of them. And also being aware that that sort of insatiable hunger can be so very tiring. And that something so joyful, which is learning, can actually begin to feel burdensome if we don't define our realistic needs and we just let that that need and that hunger to sort of be more, to know more, to want more, if we let that get the better of us. So something that's so noble and positive and true which is being open to learning, became unexpectedly filled with so much expectation. I want to learn this so that I can do that, or I suppose at the very foundation of all of it, I am not good enough until I know more, until I learn all of these things. I cannot speak with authority. I will not be taken seriously unless I study this, unless I qualify, unless I... All of these doubts circling. And that belief of I'm not good enough, I don't know enough, really hits home for me because I am continually learning and studying and reading. I have qualifications in Ayurveda and I'm an advanced holistic facial therapist and I'm studying for a foundation in herbal medicine and also want to study to become a flower essence practitioner. I mean, the list just goes on. When I'm doing it, I adore it. Does it become a burden? It does at times, if I have taken on too much. I think... We must commit to learning in the spirit that learning asks of us, that we are open and free and receptive and have it not be yet another layer that we pile on to our already sloping shoulders. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's food for thought there for me, certainly. You know, I take out piles and piles of books from the library, mostly about growing and foraging, and I'm in an absolute state of bliss when I'm buried nose deep in their pages. But there's also a sense that, you know, life's happening all around me. And sometimes I feel that my mind is the thing that's driving me and that it needs to start playing second fiddle a lot more. And my heart needs to be the, needs to be what guides me more. And that's that feeling and that return to feeling and a heart-centered way of living is the essence really of this shift in this podcast, the shift in 
my life in certain ways recently and how these recordings now feel that they've evolved and they're less kind of episode and interview led and they're just more uncharted really unplanned more intuitive just letting letting things flow in a lot more just listening being open to it so reflections rather than formal episodes really and these are words and thoughts and feelings that I could spill across a page of parchment that I would sing from my heart or share with a friend and I think having them be informal just as we speak as we speak to each other the way we share our stories is important to me and I will share when I have something to share it doesn't need to be plotted out it doesn't need to be finite it doesn't need to be cemented and the same realization the same feeling which has been building and has been underlining a lot of the decisions I've made in my life in recent years has come more readily into many aspects of my daily life you know the emails build up and I have many many days each month when I don't feel that it's the right time at all for me to sit at my desk and reply to them so I don't but some days I feel precisely the opposite I really want to get back to people, I really want to read emails, I really want to answer people's questions and plan things and in that burst of of energy and sort of happiness actually, um, yeah I can reply to sort of 300 or so in, in a day and the same for social media, some weeks I might have several kind of kernels of thought that rise up that feel feel good and true and timely and so I share them other weeks there's nothing at all there's no plan or precision there's not always a reason but there's some rhyme I hope (laughs) so back to the clearing and those words that came into my mind when they came into my mind I felt that sort of resonance we feel when something is absolutely true and absolutely right There was something there I felt, there was something coming into being, into creation, even though I didn't know where it would take me, and that I think, I feel, (laughs) with the clearing, is really the entire point. Paul and I talked about it, we sat down, we liked it, we discussed it, we had this idea of a community of people of sharing stories in a different way, of um, a journey, a year-long journey, a year in a garden, a year in nature that felt very strong, very profound, very important, something we couldn't move beyond, something we couldn't forget about, something we really felt deeply inside. But we didn't do anything about it for quite a while we just let it sit there in our minds and in our hearts I knew that Paul and I would work on it together I knew it would be another project for the both of us and we knew it was a year I said that that was a really important thing for us it's 365 days it's 12 months it's a cycle it's a year and we knew that it would be rooted in nature day by day and then we had this idea of it being like a sort of nature's teacher like instead of like a doula for childbirth a doula for seasonal rebirth a guide a seasonal guide and a a doctor for your spirit 
and your soul. But we didn't know how to create it. We didn't know if it should be a book or just a series of blogs or just a series of episodes here on the podcast. You know, we even wondered whether or not we should produce our own little independent magazine. But whichever way we looked at it, things just involved too many physical and finite resources. You know, we'd just written a book too, one that we poured so much love into, and we wanted to just let Satva be and flourish, and we didn't want to jump onto the next thing. It didn't feel natural, it didn't feel right. We wanted time to talk and to dream and to wander, and we wanted that time to be built into the clearing. So the clearing didn't become this thing that we planned and we worked incredibly hard on and pushed to produce, but it became a reflection of a much gentler, more natural, much aligned way of living. And when all of those thoughts and all of that wandering was up, this idea that we would meet at the clearing and we'd know why we were there. So the clearing is our new yearly offering. It's a place where you will receive deeper seasonal guidance month by month in ways that just feel absolutely right in intuitive terms to us, rooted in Ayurveda, in herbal wisdom, in all of the lessons of Mother Nature, in the elemental ways that we live, in the movements of the moon and the sun, planetary associations at times, but really, really more down to earth than all of that. Soil, hands in there, what are we making, what's growing, how are we nourishing ourselves? All of it dictated by only one thing, so not by diaries or schedules or Instagram posts or any greater uh, calendar of, of content dictated only by Mother Nature. And then that's when we felt that it had to be something that could be accessed digitally because we didn't want a paper trail. We didn't want to be printing. We didn't, we were worried we wouldn't source the resources we needed to that we can guarantee the sustainability of it all, worried about inks, worrying about postage, all of it. It didn't feel right. It had to be digital. It had to be something which left as little mark on the planet as possible, but had a huge impact on the spirit and on those reading it and enjoying it each month. It had to be something we could work on at home, had to be knitted into our family lives, something also that would evolve with us and something that we could work on in real time. And that's a big part of the clearing because each month's lesson is shared almost up until the moment before it goes live. So we are living it in real time and we are cooking and trialing and writing our stories and growing. And then it's, it's shared probably around the new moon of each month which feels right for a time to sort of in set intentions and read and invite in some new energy. And the idea of a year-long lesson kept skipping around in our minds. I think there's just, there's just something so perfectly kind of circular about a year. It's like unbroken circle, never really ends. Time just goes on. 
And so, you know, the clearing really started to take shape, you know, a pretty fluid and natural shape, yes, but the idea of it being a life lesson and a guide, a natural guide, having an energy and a voice that walks beside you, that guides you through your year. I love the idea of something by your side. I find that really comforting. Something that begins in October and concludes in September and that has its natural beginning and ending close to the equinox where things are equal, where day and night are in perfect balance so that we can then find our own. You know, that idea of entering at a point where things are, balance is being sought and leaving when balance has been found. That picture of, just popped into my head, as I said, that other child cycling off without their stabilizers for the first time. So what the clearing does really for me and for Paul is it gives, it gives us a home, a rooted home that we can really build up around us. It's a home for the hundreds of conversations that we have all the time at home. The way that we talk about how to look after ourselves, how we can attune our bodies to the season what our spirits need, how we need to shift our energies and our moods at times, how we can bolster our bodies and nourish our spirits, how to keep our children healthy and balanced, you know, with all the shifts in the year, the oils and essences we make, the food and the herbs that we grow, how to use them. There'll be lots of Paul's own journey with his food, his cooking, his foraging, his growing, and my path, which which is kind of going ever deeper into the world of herbs and flowers and just so immersed in Mother Nature's wondrous wisdom. Just I don't think anything makes me happier than learning more about that and rooting my life in that. We want it to be a members community because of all the ways in which I have partaken of lessons in my own life, it's been those that have been encircled with friends, some friends I've made in these communities, some have joined me, we've gone together, where we've we've shared something in real time. And they're the communities that I've taken more from, and they're the experiences that I've most often returned to and enjoyed. We talked about monetizing it, and we just don't want to. You know, it's hard sometimes to live on a pretty small income, and there are months where things are very tight, but it doesn't feel right here, and it hasn't actually at any point <laughs> thus far. So we know that we will simply cover our digital costs just for hosting, producing the community that we create, which will be a beautiful kind of members community and area, which comes through our blog, This Conscious Life, and all the lessons will be there readily available to the members to enjoy as and when they're ready. There'll be no rigidity about those things. And, you know, what there will be, there'll be no rigidity and there'll be no obligation, but there will be a very clear focus on why we are here and what Mother Nature needs us to know month by month and how we can all really truly begin to clear away all of the stuff that moves us further and further away from our own intuitive human nature. 
So at the clearing, we know that the lessons will be simple and practical and they don't ever ask you to go out and buy more stuff. They're just rooted in what is already around us, some of which we may have failed to notice. At the clearing, we will ask questions that help our community shed old, outmoded and unhelpful behaviours. And crucially, it will ask that our members stop keeping themselves so busy that they cannot even understand what those things are. At the clearing, we meet so that we may slow down, stop, and stoop to smell and pluck and pick and taste, that we can curl up to read, ponder and wonder, smile and share. We've already started thinking about what we will share in our first month, As autumn is now with us, it feels perfectly timely and what we are creating at home has already shifted. We've talked about sharing stories from our garden, having a year in the garden, a year rooted in nature. And we will focus on one specific fruit or vegetable, herb or flower month by month. There'll be lots of other natural natural stories and natural practices and natural writings happening but we also want to focus on one thing and then share our favorite ways to invite its energy into your life and your home and Paul wanted to start with pumpkin so we grow them and they're everywhere and often we buy them when they're less than good and we just carve them and stick a candle in them and use them at Halloween but if we can get to a farm shop or if we can get to a good supplier And I know the ones that we get in the veg boxes that are all over the UK now are always fresh and good. They're some of the most delicious things you can enjoy. And Paul will make his his annual Samhain soup, which uh, celebrates this time of the year. And I love pumpkin in my skincare preparations. It's very naturally renewing and vitalising. So I'll be sharing what I do with it on that side. And we will also be making a delicious pumpkin seed butter from this beautiful, beautiful vegetable. So autumn, with its own clearing direction, when the trees shed their leaves and the foliage thins, the flowers have fallen and energy is beginning to be put back into roots. It can have felt like a more perfect time. And again, it really, really amuses me because we didn't plan it. We didn't think about why it needed to be September. It was just something we felt. It felt like the right natural time to share it. And now that we are in September, October, at this point in the year, with the clearing around us, (laughs) the clearing of nature, that's why. Now I understand why it's the clearing. And just as this podcast, which has evolved into a series of real-time reflections, here to guide you in the living of your week, and help make you feel more accepting and understanding of, you know, all of your complex and multitudinous humanness. You are multitudes to give you space and all of those elements of you and layers of you to give them space to slow down, to listen in, to feel and be. Well, I suppose this has become what it needed to be too. And we didn't draw a map, and we didn't follow a preordained path. We didn't even plan the final destination, we don't know where it's going. But even 
in spite of all of those things, we nevertheless arrived here, and it feels that we arrived here at just the right time. And for you, listening now, at this moment, at just the right time, welcome. You are doing all you need to do right now, and being all that you need to be. It's really that simple. To listen to more episodes, subscribe at iTunes. And to learn more about living a more conscious life, visit us at thisconsciouslife.co. Thank you for listening.